What up, world? It's your man AR from the Channel 10 Podcast, and this is a very special preview of our upcoming conversation with the man, the myth, the legend, Schoolie D. The next few minutes of this preview features highlights and gems from our hour and a half long conversation with Schoolie D. For the full episode, make sure you check out channel10podcast.com. Log on, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever else you hear podcasts. And that is my spiel. Here's the preview. Peace out. Um, to get right into it, I'm not, I'm not um, a rap artist. I'm an artist who sometimes uses rap to get his point across. And I think that's what um, mm. I think a lot of people have been confused with the rap. Like LL Cool J is a rap artist and a very fine rap artist. Schoolie D is an artist who uses rap to sometimes get his point across. Thing about like why I'm afraid to see the NWA movie because Me too. Um, because I know that like you know one aspect that they're missing is like the really early part when it was NWA and the posse when you had Arabian yeah. Prince and you know the whole electoral element you know right yeah. before they became straight gangster and so I don't really like the fact that they, that they left that whole part out. Of course, they leave that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, yeah, but, you know, but I, but I, but I'm with you. It's a pretty it's, good one. Yeah, it's a, it's a good story. It's like, um, um, people have been asking me to, um, when am I going to do my make my story a biopic, or whatever? And I had a couple of producers, movie producers, they want to they want to do it, but you know what? It's interesting. They want to do from seventy two to eighty five, which is like this, and that's. That's those years of mine, which actually helped create that sound. It wasn't, I just didn't wake up in 1982 or 1983 or 1985 when I did PSK and just, you know, I'm just going to do that. It's like those years from 72 to 85, which that's, that's the groundbreaking. That's the soil. Those are the roots. And, um, unless somebody's willing to tell that story. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I tell it backwards. I want to tell it backwards. I want to come out on stage and you see, like, me performing PSK and Gucci time and work back because that's that's the important shit. Everything that happened after that was just, like, it was um, craziness. And we were fucking kids. We changed the world forever. <laughs> just like rock and roll changed the world forever. Just like funk changed the world forever. And bebop and jazz. You know what I'm saying? And poetry and Gil Scott changed the world. Richard Pryor changed the world forever. And we were brave. You know how many motherfuckers died? Somebody died. You know what mm-hmm. We got up and went back to fucking work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and we didn't bitch. It was the same kind of shit that's going on right now today. Police, no jobs, no money, no nothing. If there's no money... How the fuck is fucking Jay-Z and Kanye billionaires? Somebody giving them that money, and it's money coming from the hood. Back in the day, they demanded. You know, you can't be a rap star. You can't be a star if you don't give back directly. Now, like, when you were doing, when you were involved in your family band as a as a young kid, um, yeah. were you guys, like, kind of like the partridge, the, the, uh, the like, the black partridge family? Yeah, we're you the guys, partridge like, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, know, know what song we sang? Get off your ass and jam. <laughs> that was our first song, <laughs> our first microphone. It was like, shit, goddamn, get off your ass and jam. <laughs> shit. <laughs> 
and hip hop back then was a joke. People said it was mm-hmm. everybody said it was a joke. Every imagine you can't even you probably can't even imagine people calling hip hop a joke. You can't even imagine you probably can't even imagine black people hating hip hop. Black motherfuckers, they motherfuckers, they hated it. They hated musicians, jazz musicians. Everybody hated that shit. There was getting no radio play. It was, we were, you know, what I'm saying it was the only only rappers that was getting being on Sprite or movies and corny rappers wasn't real ones. Um, and hip hop wasn't represented. It was like very, it was extremely, it was like either extremely watered down or not presented at fucking all. And that shit was beautiful. That shit was beautiful. I'm telling you, because we we could be artists, any kind of artists we wanted to be. And I think all the original artists. But like they were like clothes designers, they were chefs, they were musicians, they were politicians, they were poets, painters, and sculptors. That's and we were avant garde. Yeah, you know, if you understand what I'm saying. So I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what like what's new. What what like like what would you? I I can't even. It's no comparison. It hasn't been anything so fucking exciting and new since hip hop. Which was when it when it was born, people said it was a joke. Like everybody said it was a joke. There's no more punk song. There's no more thrash. There's no more metal. There's no hardcore metal. You know what I'm saying? Every fucking everything. The only mm-hmm. only motherfucker who survived that shit was Prince and Rick James. Rick James is dead. What what what, what band survived that shit? <laughs> none, none. They all laughed at us. None survived. But our music survived because it was born from magic. And it was given to us to, for us to feed our families and then take care of our neighborhoods. And we put, somewhere along the lines, we forgot that when niggas start getting on TV. You know, looking at uh, Ice T, he always bigs you up. And um, yeah. he was talking about, you know, uh, he was influenced by you when he made the song Six in the Morning. So I was wondering what yeah. your reaction was when you first heard that song. And then when you heard N.W.A. and they had styles that were similar to yours. Um, those guys they sent they sent me their records. Um um Foldy Records. We had a um uh Chris Schwartz who um who I hired to talk to business. He he had a, he opened up a little, little promotion thing and on the side. He wanted to make some money on the side. So we helped promote NWA, we helped promote Two Life Crew up on the East Coast. And they sent me their records and I, I was I was on tour, um like for half a year and um I know T wanted to put he wanted to put six in the morning out for a while, but he really wanted me to hear it first. And um I remember coming home, my mom was like, Yo, this guy H T and his manager George been calling you for like two months. So um I gave him a call back and back in the day, if you needed to reach school D, all you had to do was call my mother. <laughs> my mother would be like, Baby Somebody call that man, but he been calling the house. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knew that in the business. <laughs> if you wanted school to to do something, he call his moms. And my mom's baby, you need to get out there and do that. So he played it for me over the phone. It's like, and like the first eight bars, it's like I was just like, damn right. You could tell the sound of the music by what kind of drugs and what kind of drugs people were using by the sound of the music. It's like, so, um, back when I was creating, like, on my first four albums, it was, like, a lot of, a lot of, like, 40 ounces, a lot of, like, really good weed, so you can tell, because the music, like, like my, I have, like, these two-and-a-half-minute openings and shit like that. It was very, it took time to, for the track to develop. 
Um, but now everybody's like cranked up on like Somali and all that shit. It's like you gotta come right in. You just gotta come right in. It's like you know, because the brain is like this. It's bouncing. The drug is making the brain bounce everywhere. So the kind of drugs that cats are using in the studio is making the kind of music that's happening right now. So it's not you know you don't hear a lot of two minute openings. Motherfuckers, it's like people don't have the patience for two minute openings because the drug, even the weed now, is just like, I haven't smoked weed in years because this shit is crazy. You know, I don't know how motherfuckers can smoke weed and shoot niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and weed, weed was smoking. You might have shoot me. Why you can't even lift the, you can't lift the bullet. He's like, man, fuck that nigga, man. We'll see him tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll catch that nigga next week at the party. But now, like, the kind of weed and the kind of drugs people are doing is making people amp for the music is faster and and and, mm-hmm. and, and just like, kind of like really frantic and louder. Like, bam, 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 bam. I was independent for so many years, but people were like, the, the, the major companies were starting to like come get involved and and um, nobody was paying up. So it was like, you know, they go out of business. And I had like 13 employees. And I was, you know what I'm saying? So I was trying deals with these record labels, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to get kicked off every fucking <laughs> I'm going to take their money. <laughs> I'm going to make the blackest <laughs> fucking records ever. <laughs> Am I black a little for you? I think it was like 15 songs with the word black in it. They was like, this nigga crazy. And because it was like, they was like, wait a minute, you can't be conscious and hardcore and gangster. And that pissed me the fuck off because this was white men telling me that. And I was like, Dude, my father told me, can't no white man tell a black man how to be a black man. So how the fuck is he going to tell me how black I can be? It's like, we're, and, and I think that was at the point. I don't know if we got back to that. It's like, um, being black in America is very complicated. Black man is very complicated. We're very fucking complicated. And he's right. We go to church and preach glory to God and Jesus, but we will shit your ass Saturday. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> That's what black men are. <laughs> we will bust a cap in you and go to church. That's how complicated we are. And we believe in both. It's not, it's not like we can't, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you can't do that and then believe um, in, in in Allah or Jesus or, you know what I'm saying, or Muhammad or, you know what I mean? It's like you can, you can be both. And when they were trying to tell me you can only be one. And I was like, no, you can't, you can't tell me just to be fucking one. Sooner or later, my people will hear it and they're going to hear that story about them. They're going to say, that's, that's me, yo. That's me. You know how fucking important that shit is for, for me being a kid, hearing some shit, and me, you know, Langston Hughes, I read him like every week. It's my favorite poet. Me reading the, the, the poem about the black mule, and you know what I'm saying? Like, you're just going to be a mule forever. And, and telling everybody to kiss mm. their ass. And I'm, I'm going to be black forever. I ain't changing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, ain't, I am not changing. I ain't changing. Which, so it's like, that's what, it's important that some, that you heard that. You understand what I'm saying? You sound like you're 20, you're like, you're probably like 30 years younger than me. You heard that. And it inspires you, right? So that was my yeah. thing. It was like, I didn't, uh, and uh, it was a conscious choice. And they, they right told me, so look, man, you're not going to make as much money as LL or some of those other guys. But it was like, but I'm like, you know what, though? In the end, I was 
I was um I was promised and and I win. I just had to be mm. steadfast. So mm. you know, and and I'm 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 winning. I'm gonna win. Once again, this is only a small preview of our hour and a half long conversation with Schoolie D. Make sure you check out channel10podcast.com and look up Channel 10 Podcast wherever you hear podcasts to get the full episode. I guarantee it won't disappoint. Once again, channel10podcast.com. Shout out and much respect to Schoolie D for having this conversation with us about the history of just hip-hop and music and just life in general. And we look forward to uh, speaking with you soon. Again, um, Channel 10 Podcast, we out. Peace.